Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. James Loves Jen. I like it. Gotta change the song. I forgot to change the song. Yeah. Luckily, nothing in the song rhymes with geek or nerd. It's true. Should be an easy fix. Uh, it's a lie. I just thought about it. Geek loves nerd. Nerd loves geek. I think she did late last week. James loves Jen. Jen loves James. At least she did. Changed her name. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Hi, this is Geek Loves Nerd. Gosh, I did it again. Uh, this is James Loves Jen, episode uh, show number seventy-four, brought to you the week of April first, two thousand ten. Hi, I'm James. I'm James. Hi, I'm Jen, and the- I'm happy. Why are you so happy, Jen? Because we changed the name. We Yay! got rid of the finally got rid of the nerd title. Yeah, I, I I would rather just be Jen. Thanks. Absolutely. Now we're gonna have to change so much, though. I know, but it's worth it. <laughs> I fought Jen. I don't know if you guys know, but for months, um, actually, probably since we started the show, so I'd say years. Jen has been very discouraged with uh, disgruntled even with the name. Nobody's uh, geek loves nerd. Nobody she sleeps. says, I got the sweet end of the deal. She got the horrible end of the deal. Mm-hmm. So we've decided to change the name. As much as I argued with it initially, we're just going to stick. We're just going to go with uh, James. James loves Jen. I think it's catchy. I think, really? I think, I think it'll bring us to the next level. Really? I, I think um, we're going to change URL, theme song. Uh, we're going to have to get Jen Page to do some more uh, voice work for us. It's okay. But as long as you think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Okay. All right. I could do the voice work. <laughs> Go James, ahead, Jen. James loves Jen, trying to find something in common since 1996. <laughs> ah! I don't know about that. How about we call it Jen's Podcast and James is out? <laughs> Ding! That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what you think. Um, we're going to have to change a lot of stuff, but I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> you would never think that was awesome. No. <laughs> that would hate it. That's so dumb. For every reason. It's so boring. James loves Jen. Well, no, I I just wouldn't want to change it. I mean, we got a Facebook group set up. I just had business cards printed. I mean. We've got cred right now. Yeah. We've got podcast cred. Yeah. Geek loves nerd. Woohoo. You know. It's a dumb I name. Just, the only thing I need to change about is the logo. And the um, name. Because it says geek heart nerd. And so when people read it, they just read geek nerd. <laughs> and I hate that. Mm. So. Anyway, it's just the way it is. But anyway, welcome to Geek Loves Nerd, for reals. And uh, time for us to start uh, with our weekly update. And uh, Jen, what do you got? What's what's going on in your um, week? One thing I do want to say is today is April Fool's Day. Yeah. And I hate April Fool's Day. Why? Because. I love it. I think. Because somebody does some, will say something and I'll be like, Really? Like, no, April Fool's. <laughs> Did something happen to you today? No, I didn't really interact with very many people. But the worst that would ever happen mm-hmm. is if April Fool's was on ch- a church day. Oh, gosh. Could like you a imagine? Sunday. Mm. 
Because you know what I hate, and this is a really dumb, weird thing to hate, is I hate it when church is on a holiday. I hate feeling like I have to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. <laughs> it's just such a burden. Like on New Year's, you have to... I learned you have to greet everybody with Happy New Year's the first time you see them in the new year. Oh, really? You're supposed to, and it's really annoying. I just don't like doing that. Really? Does that make me a bad pastor's wife? It makes you a bad person. I don't know <laughs> okay. about a bad pastor's wife. I think it's assumed after you're a bad person, everything else about you is bad. I'm sorry, well. people. Sorry to disappoint, but I do wow. have a, a major flaw. See, I love, I love the stuff that people do online. April well, Fools. that's fine. That's not like directly at you. Like I remember a few years back, even all the uh, comics switched around, and everybody drew each other's comics in the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And and online, Google switched its name to Topeka. Yeah, that. Was and what's cool. awesome is they do stuff that's so outlandish, and then uh, people believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Think Geek. Like, for the last few years, they've created things as a joke, and then they end up producing them for real. Like, a few years ago, they made an 8-bit tie, you know, like the big old giant pixels, Mm -hmm. and it was a tie. Well, they ended up, the response was so huge to it, they ended up mass producing them. Mm -hmm. And then last year, they created a genius um, sleeping bag in the shape of a tauntaun. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'd sleep inside its That's guts. That's gross. And and the zipper w- was a little lightsaber that you know you'd open up its belly mm-hmm. and climb in. It was so genius. And they started creating them. About six months later, they and got they permission. Sold them? They they're selling them right now. Hmm. I tried to get an interview with the guy that created it for um, when I was trying to do that uh, that other podcast. I like, I like genius. genius, which was a great show. But uh, they said the guy that actually thought up the idea um, wasn't a real talker. And so they were going to get the guy that kind of produced it and put it together. But it never panned out. I quit doing the show before, Mm -hmm. you know, the interview happened. So anyway, uh, my weekly update is this. Uh, We we went uh, last night, Daniel and I, he's my intern guy, and we bought a, uh, we tried to buy a television. Mm -hmm. I didn't even tell you about this. You'll get a kick out of it. and so we're standing there looking at them, and I'm comparing, you know, and, and Dan, Daniel doesn't know that I've already got my brand name picked out, the cheap Vizio, you know, mm-hmm. at this place. That's the one I was going to go with. And uh, so he's like, yeah, Samsung, Sony, you know, some other thing, and Sanyo. He'd never heard of Sanyo. Really? Yeah, I know. It's not that obscure. No, it's Maybe not. Maybe he's obscure. But he's, you know, just turned 16. He's yeah. not exactly, you know weathered he doesn't really pick out his own he's homeschooled yeah he's a pretty boy but uh anyway so randomly you know as we're standing there looking just out of nowhere some hobbit like man pops up (laughs) with kind of a mullet a half mullet and he just he's waving his arm around and he goes samsung beats them all samsung beats them all and he and he walks away as he's saying it like he's embarrassed, like we're going to hit him or something for for saying that. You know, it, it'd be like walking into church and saying, abortion glorifies God and running out yeah. before anybody got offended. Um, that's what he was saying. Like, <laughs> And that. he looked like a hobbit? <laughs> he did. He looked like a small homeless hobbit. If a hobbit could be homeless, you know, if he was kicked out of the shire, had, <laughs> had not a hovel to call his own. 
you know, they already look homeless from the waist down, yeah, if you ask me anyway, because they have no shoes and they have hairy dirt, feet. Dirty feet. So just to complete the effect, add a bandana and a ratty shirt and oh, wow. a headband. Was he, was he like particularly short or did he just seem he, short? He was short and wrinkly and old and weathered. And apparently today's <laughs> task <laughs> Very. was to defend the name of uh, Samsung. Uh, Samsung beats them all. And and I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. And he go because he leaves. Mm-hmm. He leaves the area. And then I see some a couple Asian folks down, and they're looking, talking amongst themselves, husband and wife very quietly, looking at the and, – and, you know, I'm thinking they don't need to be told about anything because you know, they know. They know what they want, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but he pops out of almost nowhere again. And says it again. Samsung beats them all. <laughs> What did the Asian people Beats do? Beats them all. I, I think um, they just looked at him crazy like, like we did. And moved on and, and, and bought whatever know, they were going to If I was buy. Asian, though, if I was the Asian couple, I'd be like, dude, we make them. Hello? I think we know. Mm. Although Samsung probably comes from Alabama and I'm a racist. That's what I'm guessing probably. right now. Probably. So anyway, Samsung beats them all, people. And this episode is brought to you by Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> it beats them all. <laughs> No, uh, I also want to remind you real quick about PodcastKid.com. It's Jenna's new show for kids. It's it's getting um, rave reviews from people, kids all the way from three to eight. Uh, a lot of families, a lot of parents are listening. Happy, happy with it. Uh, you know who's not happy, though, right now? Our children. Our children I'm going to go down, and uh, it, it is literally 11 o'clock p.m. right now, and our kids are having the hardest time going to sleep. So I'm going to go reset the planet okay that's that's what you have to do sometimes i'll be back momentarily all right bye-bye people hey everyone this is ryan the one who does the daddy digest podcast yeah that's me i just want to invite everyone to come each week or each every other week or every month you know whenever i can get an episode out and you know listen to me and my crazy world so we talk about stuff that has to do with Things dealing with my family, things that I see going on in the world that affects me as a father and a parent, things that affect me as being a husband, kid movie reviews, DVD reviews, you know, stuff like that. And, and, and I want to share my tips and your tips with, you know, how to get spit up out of black shirts and how to remove grass stains and how to get gum out of hair. So before it gets too crazy, I'm going to have to let everyone go because everyone's getting out of hand. Until nap time, this is Ryan, and we'll see you soon. And we're back. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, check out podcastkid.com. It's awesome and fun. This episode brought to you by, it's sponsored by Dean Piercy. Uh, thanks, Dean. Corey Ingman and Jenny Alexander. Thank you, people. Thank you, folks. You're awesome. If you'd like to support a episode of Geek Loves Nerd, you can go to geeklovesnerd.com and click on Donate. Any donation of $5 or more, we'll get your name mentioned and a message read if you'd want. We'd appreciate it. Hey, our main topic today. Our main topic is uh, comes to us from Wayne Moore via Facebook. Mm -hmm. Let me read it to you here. I'm going to be a daddy. Congratulations, Wayne. Uh, We're expecting our first child in December. I find it hard to believe that God would trust me with such a precious gift. I understand. And I would uh, 
like to ask a question, James. That is, as an assistant children's ministry director, teacher, bass player, musician, artist, and Walmart worker, I am really wanting a male perspective on how the eight months leading up on uh, oh a male perspective on the eight months leading up to the happy day. I was hoping you could do a show and talk about what it was like for y'all and what to expect. Also, does working overnight need to change? Thanks, James and Jen. My wife and I honor your opinion, Wayne Moore. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what men are supposed to be doing while their wives are pregnant. And we're going to kind of just go through our stories, I guess, and talk about some things that we did and what I had to do. So, Jen, um, how many times have you been pregnant? I've been pregnant twice. Right. That's not exactly true, but only two of them counted, apparently. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Insensitive husband. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. Um, I'm going to just tell you this, guys. Here it is. This is simple. It's very simple. All you have to do is leave the country for eight months. Really? Come back, and there will be a baby in your house. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? How do you, how do you like mm, them potatoes? Nah. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Jen, do you recall anything that I did that made... Or any needs. Let's let's start with that. What needs does a lady have once they start getting pregnant? Um, I think a big thing they have is they need to feel secure. Mm-hmm. Secure get, in what? Their fatness? No. Okay. Secure in their life. Ah, you're right. I it's agree. I remember that you started really caring more than I thought was healthy about our living conditions, mm-hmm. about jobs, mm-hmm. and money. money. Yep. and nurseries mm-hmm. and items that we needed yes and uh, it got more and more acute mm-hmm. the bigger your belly got that's right and so gentlemen there's a word to the wise get your crap straightened out because if you ain't your wife will hate you it's the truth they can't help it it's in the hormones it's called nesting mm-hmm. and it, it starts is. small and it gets more and more acute and mm-hmm. I don't mean pretty and nice. I mean mean, horrible, devil eyes. That's not true. Smoke from the nostrils. You're kind of acting like I was bad, and I wasn't bad. Nope. She was not bad. <laughs> You're so wrong. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, so uh, what else? What other, what other things do women need? I can give my ten, my Seriously, my advice could be given in two seconds. What, what's your advice? Let's, my advice uh-huh. is... And it, it comes easy for me, but my advice for you, gentlemen, is not just... A lot of husbands will say, your wife's body's changing, so you must tell her she's attractive. I, I don't agree with that. I think your wife is going to feel humongous. Her body and things is changing. Her hips are spreading. Her butt's getting bigger. Her belly's getting bigger. She will gain weight in odd places. What? Can I just finish my yes. conversation with, with the people here? Uh-huh. The husbands are dying to know. All right. They they feel fat. They feel uncomfortable. Their feet hurt. Their back, especially the lower back, hurts. Um, if you tell them that they look beautiful and you don't mean it from your guts, they will eat you in your sleep. Mm-hmm. They will get a craving for husband, and they will eat you, and there will be nothing left but crumbs the next morning, dry crumbs. 
and then she'll ask you to go out and get her a, a soda or something and you'll be crumb husband running around you can't even carry your own wallet because you're made of three crumbs okay i'm being a little sarcastic there but you understand what i'm saying so in my case when i told my wife she was gorgeous and beautiful it was very easy and it was true because the only thing bad about me being fixed is i will never get to see my wife pregnant again because she was hot i'm gonna tell you that Mm. right now i actually think she's less attractive right now than she was when she was pregnant i think that hurts my feelings somehow it it does but it's not (laughs) intentional okay jen looked good pregnant i ain't Mm. kidding it's just some freaky deaky way i'm gonna be honest um why did you say freaky deaky what were you talking about mm -hmm. anyway i just i thought it was a good novelty it was awesome i miss it sometimes it was cool um, I'm unhappy in our relationship because you're not pregnant. That's oh, what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, I'm happy because I'm not <laughs> pregnant. Sorry. So, guys, seriously, all that to say, uh, you need to quit looking at the porn. Um, don't compare her to other ladies. Don't look in the magazines. Um, forget the lingerie. It's not going to fit. It's going to be comical anyway. <laughs> and uh, help her get to um new uh was it new old navy i was gonna call it new navy didn't mm. work old navy has great maternity clothes so does the gap so does the gap although they're more expensive. help them get there get some good clothes and tell them they're gorgeous through every phase every time and and, and make sure it's true make sure you legitimately like them because they're going to want to be close and you were talking about security it ain't just financial it's marational marital marital or marational if you like i love to that, that word, word. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new word for the new generation marational and relational it was like marriage and relational mixed together oh, marational okay. so there that's tip one tip two and, and that was 30 seconds so i still got that quite was a bit like five minutes your wife is going to hurt a lot, okay? Do you know this, that the, the, the belly swells? Do you know what happens in order for that to occur? Their freaking abdomen muscles split in half. So crazy, nasty, and they scoot to the side. That's why women, uh, pregnant women can't get up off the couch. Mm. They go to go, and all it does is just make them go, Ugh. Mm-hmm. they can't get up. They're like upside down turtles. Don't ever tell him that. <laughs> safe now, but then it's not safe. I'm upset. He said I'm like an upside down turtle. You were at one time, but they oh can't get up. I and, was very. And flexible. what that translates into is a lot of pain, a lot of soreness. I mean, you walk around with a human being hanging around mm-hmm. your waist. It's not comfortable. It's it can't be. I Especially can't imagine. The boys. It's the boy. Well, every baby's different. Every pregnancy is nope. different. But your son, the boy, hung low. Apparently, he was lazy. He was just taking a nap the whole time. Jenna was moving. She didn't hang low. Yeah. But. So basically, what I'm trying to say, if my ex-pregnant wife would just hush, is uh, <sighs> well, you're getting us off topic a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, the, the the gyrating of your infant is not the topic. I love that you're trying to turn pregnancy into a women's issue, but this is a men's issue tonight. Really? Yeah, it is. Okay. And the issue is this, and um, women can celebrate this. You need to rub every part of your wife's body that she will let you rub, mm-hmm. and we're talking about lower back. We're talking about spine. We're talking about shoulders and neck. We're talking about feet and calves. Okay, um, everything. 
Okay, that's important. The other thing is um, your wife is going to want to relax and lay. And I'm telling you, the best thing that we ever did is they call it a, I, I don't know, I kind of called it a human armchair. Mm-hmm. I'd get in the bed and I'd support myself with pillows. And my and I would lay, I'd sit there with my legs apart. And my wife would sit and use me almost like lean back against me and use me like an armchair. And it was just for her the most relaxed she could be. Mm-hmm. It was so, very comfy on my back. Yeah, and I don't know why. I guess because I have a my belly pops out and it's like lumbar support. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. I don't think that was it. But, but if so, if you got a gut, then you put it to good use for once. You've got lumbar support. Yeah. Nice, James. It's great. <laughs> um, the other thing is the cravings deal. Jen didn't really have cravings. Some mm-hmm. people do. Some people don't. But I um, pretty much craved all food. Yeah, most most foods. Yeah. So, you know, be prepared to help them with that. You know, you can make smoothies. You know, mm-hmm. if, she, if she wants to run you out of house and home buying smoothies, make them for her. Freeze the bananas and the strawberries and, you know, blend them up. Don't use ice. Use frozen fruit. Oh. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and, and so that's, that's all I've got, really. Okay. Yeah. And let her pick out stuff. Oh, no, it's not all I have. Um, get that nursery ready, dude. You know? Yeah, I was going to say that was a huge thing that you did. I painted it and got it all set up. You know, she bought it all kind of deal, picked it out, wedding sh- or, you know, showers and all that stuff. Um, but I put it all together, put everything together well in mm-hmm. advance. Have it ready in advance. And I'm not talking about three days in advance. I'm talking about I had that sucker done. You had it done in August, and we we had the baby in December. (laughs) So like three months early, yeah, and um, not so much with the boy because we were moving and all. If you follow the show, you know a little bit chaos then. Yeah, but but uh, I still had it done in advance, and you Mm -hmm. need to be ready because if you're ready, she's going to feel better about you as a husband. Um, the um, the good thing too is you you went shopping with me. Yeah, I did. You'd, Tell I mean, me more about it. I don't remember. No, it was a big deal. I mean, we picked out the crib and the changing table oh, together. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, we did the registry together, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Yep. And, I mean, you took an interest in it. You didn't, you know, just, just make a big deal out of every mm-hmm. every outfit, but you took an interest in it, and that was a big deal. Yeah. And, um, and that's and hard we did, for some men to do, but you need to do it because, again, it's like you're, you're, when you were um, engaged – Everything you do is going to either make her feel more at ease that she's having this child with you or more uh, crazy. More afraid. The other thing you did that was pretty huge was uh, doing the birthing classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I was going to say that really isn't your thing. But Mm-mm. the good thing about those those classes are mostly kind of cheesy is um, it does kind of make you feel like you're preparing a little bit so right. you're not as anxious about the idea i have a theory about those birthing classes what? now that we have lived in the inner city and now we're in white world mm-hmm. white people love rules yeah they love to know like step a step b step mm-hmm. c and looking around that room in my mind it was all white people well yeah in that room and we were in the suburbs and and Oh, because that, that's the only old white people live in the suburbs. Uh, what I'm saying is... I was just saying we weren't in the inner city. Sorry. Can I, can I finish? Yes, finish. What I'm saying is that it, uh, it's a rule. 
that they love they love knowing in advance because how much of that stuff do we use almost none the breathing the remember with one Jenna? thing one thing didn't work with the boy no there was no sense and it. it went too fast but anyway uh but i went with her and i did it and i hated it and i wanted to skip every class <laughs> but i did it and and in that case you know Guys, you don't have to be real about the birthing class. <laughs> no, because I didn't even know you hated it that much. That's right. Because if I'm you just go, she might just appreciate that mm. you went in spite of the fact that you hated it. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. We didn't I, have to do it with the second one, thank God. No. We, we were kind of lax at the second one. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So being ready is a big thing. It's being ready. And, and I think just talking, having conversations about stuff because if you're not if you jen and i had already had so many conversations about children and discipline and just the things that we believed about child rearing you know religion and blah 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 if you haven't had those conversations it is time you should have had them before but Mm -hmm. it is time to start talking about those things because having a new child is going to be so stressful you're just going to be surviving Mm -hmm. you know sleep to to nap to sleep to nap to not sleeping all that it's going to be chaos you're going to you know give me the baby give me my child <laughs> you're going to have that fight uh-huh. you give me my i'm not going to let you use the child you're going to have that fight so that's not the time to start talking about it you need to talk about it now yeah. you need to know what you're going to do in advance and then it may change but at least have you know a, a really honest look at at things like church um, your religious preference. Obviously, I vote for Jesus. I think he's the best thing out there. So, you know, at least give that a shot first before you throw it away. Um, we'll get into more about that later. But, uh, but yeah. So, Jen, what uh, what else would you say for the people for the for the men out there? Um, or what? Uh, actually, heck with them. What did I do to help you with our? Because I think I was like the perfect husband during the pregnancy. That's the way I remember it, anyway. Well, I, if I remember right, you you did things like you would read up on how big the baby was and what yeah. it was doing at that age. And we had lots of fun with that because he was Teddy Graham size at one mm-hmm. point. And um. And we talked about names. I mean, just the the biggest deal to me was just showing the interest in it. You know, the fact that it was as big a deal to you as it was to me, mm. preparing for him. Um, I had I a dream about him. Dunder, the other Dunder. <laughs> the extra child that yeah. we don't have. Um, and then an, another thing that they talked about in the email is um, he asked about working nights and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds like that would be a problem, but I'm not sure, you know, what their life situation is. But the, the biggest deal, I guess, is um, really rethinking how how you're doing things you know without children and and trying to set things up to where you're both seeing the kids you're both seeing each other um you know just setting your schedule to where it works for both of you and being really sensitive to the idea that you know leaving the woman alone with the baby a lot is going to be really hard on her it's not the same as leaving her alone by herself anymore yeah it's it's a huge deal because love it or not they keep score dudes Mm-hmm. And if you're not there as much as they are, they will hate you. Because there is no other job in the planet that matters at all for a while to a lady with a baby other than raising kids. It's just the truth. Mm. So, guys, get prepared for that. Mr. Wayne, 
I would suggest you find a job that does not make you work nights. I suggest you find a job that allows you to take time off initially so that you can, you know, at least for the first two weeks or so, mm-hmm. so that you can be there with your baby. Um, that first baby changes everything. Oh, my goodness. It changes your friends. It changes uh, when you go to movies. And we'll actually, it kills it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it kills destroys it. it. Suddenly, your friends don't hang out with you anymore because they want, hey, let's go do something. I can't. I, I need a babysitter. Or they just quit calling because they don't want the screaming brat mm-hmm. hanging out with them anymore. Oh, that was the worst thing. It, it, you know, and, and people always pile on the negatives. Um, but I'm going to say all the negatives, and then I'm going to say, but the baby's worth it. The sacrifices are worth it. The mm-hmm. babies are amazing. They're awesome. They're you and your wife mixed together it's amazing and scary <laughs> yeah but they're a pain At least in the butt in our case you know? yeah no they're a lot of work it's like marriage you know it's it's hardest job you ever do but it's worth it you mm-hmm. know and uh so in 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 just like marriage you know having a baby is difficult under perfect circumstances so it's very hard um under anything less so just get ready just prepare and uh and um, we've got some input, if you don't mind. Sure. Just skip right over to some input uh, that came in. I put this question out to the internets. And via Facebook, um, we've got like five different responses about uh, what men should do, any advice that people mm-hmm. have. It's funny to me because most of them were men uh, and only one lady responded. Mm. So Jonathan Ian Wolf says, My mom says rub their feet, don't run away when they cry, and make dinner. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. That- it's chores. Or uh, no, it's a crying thing. Oh, the emotional, the emotions are crazy. Yeah, they are all over the place. Yeah, the hormones are just insane. Yeah, so just be prepared and just kind of ignore it. And I got, mean, care, but don't, but don't take it personally. Because every time her belly cramps or anything, she's thinking she's losing that baby. And Jen and I actually have been through that. Many people do miscarry and things like that. And I'm not wishing anything on anything, but I'm just saying, God forbid that would happen. Um, just be there. Be there for that, uh, for your wife. And, um, you know, different people handle um, miscarriages different ways. I've seen some ways I would consider very unhealthy, especially when other children are involved. I think, um, I don't know. I But I, I have it. It was early term. It wasn't late term. Mm-hmm. There was no delivery or anything like that. Um, so I don't know how to I'd respond in that way. I'm not going to pass judgment on anybody because uh, I haven't th- seen anything just wrong. I just said mm-hmm. I would say unhealthy. But um, I know in Jen and I's case, I, I don't know. And, and this is James 3.16, not, not Bible. But I just kind of wonder, why would God go to all the trouble to create a spirit and put it in a body that he knew would never come to full term? And so the way I dealt with it, and I think it helped Jen a little bit too, is the, the we still got Jenna. That was Jenna the first time. It was Jenna the second time. Um, it's just the body had to rebuild, had to start over. Some cell didn't line up right, and uh, and and we started over. So I did. Do I feel like we missed out? Do I feel like I have a child in heaven? No, I feel like we got her here. I really do. And so that's, that's you know, it wasn't that we, I mean, yes, we lost a pregnancy. Yes, it was a letdown, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like in our case, especially, um, we just had to wait a little longer. That was all. I don't know about you. 
I don't know. Because what do you say when there's no baby that follows? Um, I, like I said, in our case. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I yeah, don't, I don't, I don't speak to every situation. I don't know. But yeah, having, having Jenna kind of fixed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because we've got friends that have lost three. Mm-hmm. And what you say in that situation, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyway, and then we, uh, input-wise, Michael Johnson says, uh, do like on that one commercial, tape a watermelon to your stomach and get the feel of how it is to be pregnant. Then you will gain greater, res- greater respect for the woman that is carrying your child. Um, then you won't want to run away when they cry and you would love to help them in any way possible. Obviously that's a young person. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I don't agree with mm-hmm. anything they said. <laughs> Do not tape a watermelon to your stomach guys. You know why? Because your wife's not going to think, Oh, that's a sweet thing to do. He is, he is, uh, trying to connect with me on a deep level. No, they're going to walk in. They're going to see you. And they're going to think that you are mocking them. Is that what I look like to you? Mm. Plus, tape wouldn't really hold a watermelon. I, I think it could. Duct tape can do anything. <laughs> Don't duct you diss tape. duct tape. <laughs> I was thinking you scotch can, tape. You can diss my theory on miscarriages, <laughs> but you cannot <laughs> talk uh. about duct tape. Nicole says, and here's I put a lot of stock in this automatically. If there are other kids, take on more of the parenting responsibilities. Uh, like take them out of the house for a while. Mm-hmm. This comes with someone from someone with no kids. See, even though she has no children, she's right. She's got more sense than any of the guys at all. Now the first one was good. Ryan Regan says, uh, "Stay on top of pampering her body during pregnancy. Pregnancy massages, pedicures, facials. Pregnancy is a time when your wife may be feeling her most vulnerable about her self-image. Always show her how beautiful you think she is. Absolutely. And I did that for you. I got you a massage and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was cool. You had a pregnancy massage option for the second child, but I don't think you ever got to do it." No, I don't think I did either. So I owe you one. Next time you're pregnant? Mm, Not going to happen. Daniel says, um, what would he do? What should men be doing while their wives are pregnant? Praying. Actually, I don't know, since my wife has never been pregnant before, other than perhaps doing more housework because the wife would be extra tired. I'm not sure um, the husband should be doing anything particularly different when the wife is pregnant. The husband should always be loving and supportive, you know? Okay, I get what he's saying. He says they should always be loving and supportive no matter mm-hmm. what. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, try... try. It, it's just there's different requirements that come yeah. up. So, yeah, you, you don't change that. Hopefully you'll be loving and supportive in advance. That's why she wants to have a kid with you. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the needs do change. Mm-hmm. And that not just at pregnancy either. All the time. That's right. Sometimes I need to be kicked in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm there More to than happy <laughs> to do it. Uh, okay, it is time for Ask Jen. Okay, we got three of them. Making up for some lost time. Elizabeth says, I recently got engaged, Jen. And at church last Sunday, I had a lady come up to me and have a conversation about the evils of contraception and birth control. According to her, it's like having a monthly abortion. I know she's flawed in her thinking, and I'm doing some research for myself, but what are your thoughts on this? Um, From what... I understood a birth control is that it, it's hormones that makes your body think it's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So you would never conceive. 
That's right. So there's no way it would cause an abortion. I mean, I have heard different things that if if you do happen to conceive, then it will cause you to lose it, I guess. I don't know. But um, I don't have any strong feelings. The birth control pills did not work well for me. Per, I mean, for medical reasons, I guess, more my body. They kind of it made, made her crazy. They made me crazy, and they made me, like, get... Her legs hurt. They made my legs hurt. They made me get... Um, Retain water. It was just nothing was good about she them. She grew horns. I grew. I really did. I was really mean. Vampire teeth. Crazy. So, um, yeah, I thought they were awful, but not for moral reasons. Just for yeah, I think uh, Elizabeth, my ten cents. That lady's nuts. You need to just punch her in the face. Plus, it's not her business. I think that's very personal. Yeah. Well, people get really weird about that and breastfeeding and other things that are people's personal choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, people try to make it into a religious argument when they know that they can't make the argument on their own. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of contraceptives and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, the pill specifically, like Jen says, keeps you from conceiving and then you go off it for seven days and you have your cycle, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, no. You know, I would imagine if there was something that allowed you to conceive, and then, you know, like the next day pill or some, 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 I'd have issue with that. I would say, yeah, on a, on a religious basis, you, you, you should avoid. But that lady's just nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, stay away I, from I would her. think most Christians out there use. I mean, there's a lot that use the pill. I mean, it's yeah. just it's it's a fringe amount of people. Jen but. and I just decided to stay pure mm-hmm. until death. Yep. So it's not working out too well. Dear James and Jen, I love listening to your show, and even though I'm only 16, your show about college really helped me settle a lot of fears I had about the transitions and workloads. I'm writing in for the Ask Jen segment because I am going to be making my confirmation soon. Apparently Catholic, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I would li- but I wouldn't like to. After 11 years of Catholic middle school teaching, I'm sorry you were in uh, middle school, middle school for, for 11, 11 years. years. I know what she meant. And overzealous and old-fashioned grandparents, I have made the decision to follow my own path and uh, be agnostic. I know it's a big decision to make it 16, but I think it's the right one for me. However, my parents are making me get confirmed, mainly because they don't want to upset my grandparents. What should I do? I want my voice to be heard. It seems like there are no options. Sorry if it's too long. Aaron, sketch your girl from Nobody's Listening. All right, Jen, hit that one. Um, I think you should take that one first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You had a lot of good thoughts. First of all, I respect um, I respect that you don't want to do this. I got to say, I, a lot of people would disagree with me, but... I think it's huge that you don't want to do it if it's not real. That that carries a lot of weight with me, and I think ultimately with God. Um, but but since you don't believe in him, or you're not that you're not you're just not convinced that he exists as an agnostic. You you think that uh, he may be too hard to understand. You're leaving your options open. But before I talk about the agnostic part, I just really think it's huge that you don't want to do this if it's not legitimate and real. You don't want to just go through the motions. A, a, a true atheist or somebody that had no beliefs could just float through it, keep people happy, go on about your life. So I consider you a person of convictions and morals um, I would say more than you're an agnostic, I would call you a seeker. And that's kind of a Christian-y word, so people don't like it. I don't know that I like it, but I haven't found anything better. But um, And I'm not talking about like a seeker from uh, Harry Potter. I'm talking about somebody that's out there just asking questions. And I think that's healthy. I think that's what God wants us to do. And when you find him, you can ask him and he'll confirm. But um, 
I would just say this. My advice would be don't go through with it. Don't go through with it. Don't and tell your folks and tell your grandparents, wait, you want me to go through this if it's fake? You don't want me to, you know, um, you know, you've probably been exposed to a lot of things um, other than God. Okay. You've been exposed to all the rules. You've been exposed to uh, the don'ts. You've been exposed to the teachings, but you haven't been exposed to God himself because anyone that has is going to have a positive response because God is good. God is loving. God is accepting. And when you meet God, it's a life-transforming experience that doesn't make you a better person necessarily. It makes you more of what you're supposed to have been in the first place. Shakes off crap that life has done to you. Makes you pure um, in your mind, body, and spirit. Um, So I would hate for you to uh, close yourself off to the possibility of experiencing that. So I do appreciate that, that uh, the agnosticism is, is going to keep that open. I, I just would hope that you would continue to ask the right questions, to look past what you've been shown um, is Christianity, um, and look for it yourself. Now, I'm not digging on Catholics, okay? Please don't email me. And uh, she, she, you know, I guess that she's Catholic because of the confirmation thing. But every uh, denomination, every sect of, of uh, you know, Paul's church there uh, has churches and, and play. everybody's got legalisms. Everybody's got folks that force Christianity down people's throats. Nobody's got a corner on that market at all. So this goes out to everybody, every young person. Um, if you don't believe what your parents believe, that's fine. But find out what you believe and at least check it out. I'm going to tell you my story real quick, and this is what Jen wanted me to really tell. When I turned 18, I left my house, and I was done. I was done with church. I'd been raised in it my whole life, so I can totally understand what you're going through there, Aaron. A different religion may, or a different uh, denomination maybe, but the same stuff. I'd seen a lot of stupid stuff, a lot of stuff I didn't believe in, a lot of people faking a lot of stuff. You know, you hear it preached, and it sounds good, but it, you never saw it change anybody's life. Okay. And uh, so when I turned 18, I left church, more or less. And I knew this. I said, I, I do believe in God. Okay, That was maybe where we differ, Aaron, is I did believe that there was a being out there that created us. I had enough vacation Bible school, Sunday school, enough you know verses in my head that I really did legitimately believe in God. I believed to, uh, that, that uh, Jesus had died for my sins. I had accepted that. I didn't reject God. Per se, and I, I just believed everything that everything else was so fake. Everything was fake. It was just junk. And again, I don't know that I believed enough about Jesus to to pursue Him or to want to change anything about my life for Him or any of the stuff you're supposed to do. But I wasn't ready to let go of that yet. Okay, so that's where I was, and I'm just kind of thinking about that. Thinking about how fake everything was. And now, well, I'll just tell you this way. A a thought came to my head. And at the time, I thought I was just being really smart. Since then, I've realized that's how God talks to me is whenever I get a thought in my head that's really, really bright or really, really challenging, something that's smarter than stupid old me would think of, I know that's God, okay? And this thought came to my head. I thought it was me. And it said, yep. Pretty much everything you experienced was fake. And I was like, yeah, heck yeah, it was. And then an even more brilliant thing popped in and said, but everything that's fake is imitating something real. 
and I says, in my in my in my head, I said, I'm gonna hold out for that. And I was at 18. I'm 36 years old now, and I'm still on that journey. And I will never get off that road. I am constantly testing and checking and finding and seeking and looking for the realness that's out there. And I'm telling you, I've come a long, long, long way since that day. Um, And a lot of the stuff that I experienced was crap. But that's the awesome thing about it is the more crap that fell off of my faith, the purer it became, the more attractive the idea of God and Jesus became and of course the closer I wanted to be to them or him I should say and uh, the more I wanted to live like him and um, so I don't know I don't know I would just challenge you Aaron it's a big answer for a small email but it's a big question and that is uh, I would say just keep on seeking keep on asking keep on knocking find out what you want to find out look past you know what you've seen and what you've experienced and ask the question is there more is there something greater is there something better you know so you know it's like our eyes i was reading something the other day about our eyes and how how sensitive they are but they're also limited and we can only see a certain amount of light in the spectrum there's and it would be the equivalent of one playing card in a deck of cards that span the universe there's so many light rays out there x-rays and gamma rays and things that we can't see with our naked eye but we believe in them and they're there um so for us to to plant a flag and say what I see with my eyes is all that exists would be foolish and that's even in the physical sense in a spiritual sense I think it's even more foolish so uh, but but I'm not accusing you of that Aaron you you're not that person you're a seeker you're someone out there who is who is a person of conviction you're challenged by what what you're experiencing you're not going to be a, a man pleaser um and and my prayer is that when God uh, ex- exposes Himself to you and and shows you who He is, that your heart would be open to to receiving that. So, I don't know, Jen. What do you do? You have anything to add? Subtract, multiply, or divide? Um, the only other thing I would add is uh, maybe have a. I think you mentioned it, but have a real honest conversation with your parents, mm-hmm. and don't just say I'm not going to do it. But just say this: this is why, and this is why I don't want to go through with it. There may come a time where you want to. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let them know. Let them know. I'm I'm not closed off all the time. Maybe the timing. And I don't know the rules. Maybe they're supposed to be confirmed by a certain time or a certain age. But When but, I was in school, it was 12. is when mm-hmm. they t- 12 or 13. I mean, I don't know that much about Catholic, but a lot of kids that I went to school yeah, with. Yeah, Protestants, were, they try to push it about 12 if they're real hardcore about it because they think that's the age of accountability. And there's no such thing in the scriptures about that. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's different for everybody. I think when you understand it all and you and you get it and you willfully sin and spit in the face of god that's when you're doomed but till then you operate under a lot of grace um one thing i i will say is when i was probably about her no i was probably like 12 or 13 um i went to a baptist church Mm -hmm. and obviously they really push getting baptized and um i remember there was a minister there who who really you know pushed wanted to do these baptism classes or wanted me to go through these baptism classes and 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 I just didn't, you know, I didn't have any huge like hatred toward anything. I just didn't right. didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't. I guess I didn't fully understand it. I I didn't. I just didn't feel right about it. It just wasn't the thing. I I don't know. I just I didn't feel like I was ready for it. Right. And um, 
I didn't get baptized. I did get baptized, but not till I was 18. So well, what I hear here is, is what you just said. Her last words are, um, there seems to be no options. Seems there's no options. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's where she's at. She, she wants us to be her idea. She mm-hmm. wants us, if she's going to do it at all, she wants it to be her, but she's just, this could be, you know, a, a, a could be a, a anything. And I think she would respond the same way. I think anybody mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your, your, your relationship with God is a very personal thing. And, um, anyway, I respect you and, uh, I hope you, hope you find what you're looking for. I'd, I'd pray about it. You know, you, you say you're agnostic, but put your voice out there to God and see if he doesn't help you. And that could be a test. Okay. Uh, Aaron also writes, I don't know if it's the same Aaron or a different Aaron, but she says, uh, dear James and Jen, what do you think of the Westboro Baptist church, their preachings and their message in general? Now, for those that aren't familiar, these are the, these are the God hates fags people. That, that protest uh, uh, funerals of soldiers. They go out and, and spread, uh, in my opinion, hate. Um, and a lot of people, and they're pitched by the media as mainline Christians, which mm-hmm. is so not true. So, awful. so Jen, um, she's asking you, what do you, do you want me to hit that or you go? Um, I'll start. Um, I'm absolutely horrified by those people. I think anybody who would protest a funeral is, I think that's horrible. I mean, um, I, you know, God has always, you know, exemplified grace and, uh, forgiveness and mercy and love and, and that none of that is any of those things. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I don't, I don't, uh, support or endorse or think, I don't think you should spew forth hatred about anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's right as a Christian. Except for religious jerkwads. I think we're allowed to follow the example that Christ said. The set. righteous anger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that guy in the in the parking lot that was trying mm-hmm. to curse my church. Yeah. But um but I mean, you know, just like even even the social issues. I I just don't yeah. feel like it's not gonna win any souls. No, sure. and it just makes you come across as hateful. I can't imagine anybody's testimonies like some lady screamed at me in the parking lot for smoking and I accepted Christ right there on yeah. the spot. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's times and places to well, I don't even go there, but anyway, yeah. So I think I I think they're more like a cult, not a church. Right, and and that's honestly. the thing. I did some research on them a while back, and I found that there's about a hundred, hundred twenty people. It's one church, and they're in Wichita, I think, mm-hmm. Kansas. Yeah, and which is weird, anyway. Yeah, sorry, people who live there, but it is. <laughs> I've know, been you there. You know, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but they are they are all from the same church, and most of the people that go there are from the same family. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to say the word inbred. Okay, but there's a possibility that their their uh, gene pool doesn't go very deep. Could be. Okay, but they all go for the same church. And um, they are just very loud and obnoxious, and they they get their message out. They are also five-point Calvinists, which, if you don't understand what that means, are hardline, meaning that they believe God has preordained or pre-chosen people ahead of time who are going to be Christians and who are not. So when they say God hates fags, God hates anybody— what they're saying is is that those people are the doomed ones. Now, here's my problem with their – I mean, I've got so many problems I can't even start. But my problem with them is why even bother protesting if you believe it's already done? Why would you rub it in? Yeah, that's so true. they're just hateful and spiteful. I would be pitying people. I'm sorry that you weren't on the good list. 
I would have a sign that says, uh oh, you screwed up somehow. <laughs> yeah. God did not choose and there's, you. There's no hope for you. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Yeah. But but you know, I could almost and I can't, but I could almost almost somehow understand if they were actually intentionally trying to change the hearts of men. But all they're doing is saying, nah, 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 boo, boo, we're going to heaven and you're not. I, I love that that certain belief because everybody who believes that, they always believe they, they are the they, chosen yeah. ones. Yeah. They never believe that they might not be one of the predestined ones. <laughs> yeah, it's the, always them. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Yeah, there, you'd think there'd be at least one, you know, ask them, uh, 80% of the planet's yeah. not going to make it. Well, that would mean 80% so, yeah. of your congregation. Mm-hmm. Which Statistically, one of yeah, even if they were off a little bit, there'd at least be one. Nope, we're Come all gone. Come on, name one in your kind of... <laughs> well, they believe, that, honestly, I mean, to be perfectly clear, they believe even other Christians, anybody that's not a part of their specific church is hell-bound. Okay, wow. so, so one hundred out of the million. I mean, I saw her, I saw um, Phelps' daughter, who's insane. She looks like Carrie off of Stephen King's movie. Uh, she was uh, bantering back and forth with uh, uh, Combs. Uh, no, Hannity. Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity's a believer. You know, Catholic, I believe. But uh, you know, he was up there representing Christ, representing God, talking about his morals and his faith. And and she flatly said she believed he was going to hell. Wow. So apparently they're the ones to ask. But um, I don't believe God hates anybody. I don't believe Mm -hmm. God hates anybody, fags or not. Um, God hates sin, but he doesn't hate sinners. And and people have a hard time with that. God hates anything that ruins his creation. Mm -hmm. He loves you. I hate anything that hurts my daughter, whether Mm -hmm. it's a bug, a tack. I don't hate her brother, you know, but I hate that he hits her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and if you understand God as a father, then you would understand anything that is destructive uh he doesn't like. So, but he loves everybody. Lord God. And 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 you can change at any time. You can come to Christ. There's so many scriptures that back this up. Um, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, there, there's um, that God wills that none would perish. Uh, for God so loved the world, the whole world, that He gave His Son. Um, you know, He didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might have life. Uh, you know, there's just on and on and on all these different things um, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not anybody in that church that hasn't screwed up and needed the same grace that we have, but they simply believe that God chooses ahead of time. And if I may, I'll address that scripture that they base that on. Um, there is a scripture that says that those, um, that he, or that he foreknew, he ordained. Okay. Those he foreknew, um, and basically, they interpret that as saying that God knew who's going to be a Christian, and He chose them, and the other ones have no hope. And I don't believe that. I don't believe mm-hmm. that at all because it doesn't mesh with Scripture. What does mesh with Scripture is that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere in every moment and every time, not just in in time, but in space, or not just in space, but in time. He's in the past, present, and future. So He can look throughout the timeline, and He knows who is going to get saved or not. He doesn't choose that. We do right. have free will, but he knows the future. He's there. Makes sense. And so those that he knows is going are going to make a change, he predestines them to blah, 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 blah. So it'd be like you knowing in a video game what was going to happen. And so you save a power up for that special moment 
And when it occurs, you unleash it. And if you knew in the future that that, uh, that event wasn't going to happen, it's, it's like in World of Warcraft, when you hit level 80, when you ding, you're going to get to use that sword that you picked up in that raid. Mm-hmm. So you keep it in your bank. If you knew you were going to quit playing, you might sell that thing or give it to a friend, somebody that was going to ding. Okay? I know it's a crude illustration, but maybe somebody out there understands what I, I'm saying. I like the illustration of um, imagine that we're all tiny ants. Yeah. And God's looking looking down at us, and he can see our whole lifespan because we're very tiny. He can see the whole sidewalk. He can see everything that we're going to go through. He can see the beginning of our life and the end of our life. And so he knows everything that's going to happen. But, you know, if, if he decided for us, then there would be no free will, which right. would pretty much make us pointless and would have made pretty much everything in the Bible pointless. So. Yep. But, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we don't endorse that church in case you didn't notice. Yeah. I don't think they represent Christ at all. I never saw – matter of fact, you read through the New Testament, the only people Jesus really got ticked off at were the religious people that thought they were the only ones going to heaven. <laughs> and I don't, so. I don't understand why you would protest a funeral. Well, they're saying that because, because the military doesn't discriminate against homosexuals, that they are cursed by God, and that every death is a judgment from God, and so they go out there and rub it in the faces of everybody. This just makes no they're sense. They're just mean-spirited, evil people. And and you know, for the record, I think that's horrible. People who serve the country should be honored in every yep. way. A sacrifice and is a plus, sacrifice. I think no matter what, you should never protest a funeral. That's just And terrible. no matter your beliefs about people's lifestyles or whatever, whatever, um, you know, what are you going to draw? Draw you, you draw flies with honey, you mm-hmm. know. And um, well, and everybody deserves deserves respect as a person. Yeah, God mm-hmm. created everyone. No matter what people have decided to do or what life situations have caused them to become what they are, um, you know, Jesus loved everybody and. Uh, Again, he he uh, he died for everyone, not just a few certain people. But he does know who's going to accept them, and he preordains them to uh, to be in his image. And so he's not going to waste energy on people that aren't. But we don't know that. That's the trick. Is is mm-hmm. is some people? This Westboro Baptist Church has decided they're the people that know. How do you know? How do you know? Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow morning. No milk. There is milk. Oh, good. Probably okay. cereal. Thanks for ruining my argument. But it's okay. Oh, sorry. Well, anyway, that's it. That's all of it, right there. That's the whole show. So, not bad. that wasn't. That was a pretty good show. What do you think? Not bad. Good. All right. Well, you know, um, guys, take all that to heart. Learn from it. Westboro Baptist Church, get saved. Yeah. Check I out. I don't think they listen. Uh, geeklovesnerd.com that's the website we got forums and all kinds of stuff email your comments feedback questions ridicule to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com you can call us anytime you want to leave a voicemail 9203 GLN GLN um I don't know I loved you I loved you too Jen <laughs> this has been James Loves Jen <laughs> yay James loved Jen burr, burr. see you next time Bye.